Welcome to My Fertility Journey, Life Chats with Bianca Bullissian. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. Today's Life Chat is with Elizabeth Manning. Elizabeth has been working for over 16 years as a certified master spirit coach, assisting her clients in finding their divine potential and purpose, whether it's a baby, a project, a business, or simply finding happiness in their lives. All the different counselors, therapists, and coaches that I have worked with always ask me on the first day, what are you afraid of? What do you fear? My obvious answer was always, I'm scared of not becoming a mother. I was always so hooked up on that particular, very literal issue. I never looked beyond that. Other aspects of my life, my past, that could be affecting my mental well-being and potentially my fertility journey. Elizabeth really helped me with so much of that. She's very direct in her concepts and how she believes sacred and conscious conception works. I hope that you enjoy this enlightening conversation that we had. And also, Elizabeth was really kind to make a great offer to any client coming from listening to this podcast. So stick around till the end and send her an email. Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bianca. Very happy to be here. Yes, it's so <laughs> exciting to see you. Seriously, I can't even put it into words. I've missed you so much the last maybe couple of years. Yeah. So, yes. It it's wonderful to see what you're up to right now. Yeah. So thank good. you. Very exciting. Yeah. So, um, me and Elizabeth had a few, like, very, very intense sessions. I forget exactly for how long that we were seeing each other, but it was really life-changing. So the the way that I um, met Elizabeth was through a summit. So it was an infertility summit that was talking about and bringing on experts to talk about their own experiences and also their programs to help Um, women, couples through this journey, right? And there were quite a few, or maybe I should say not too many, uh, just a few. Um, It's more spiritual experts sort of on towards that um, angle of of things and counseling and all that. And um, I watched your interview, Elizabeth, and I don't know if you remember me saying this, that you had a saying, I, I might sort of change a little bit um, what you said. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you said something on the lines of if you don't have time to connect and meditate with your or for your um, baby spirit or your spirit baby or the force that is behind what is bringing this baby, then you should like check your priorities. And you had like no fluff about it. It was very um, objective and, and it really like put me in, in check, you know, on like how, what were my priorities that I was like rushing around in desperation on this situation where we feel like we're failing and we're broken and it's just so, so painful and we get sort of spiraling into this pain, right? That we can't get out of. And I, I really didn't have my priority straight in terms of dealing with it. And I am always have been a spiritual person and I did not ever think about applying that to this part of my life and journey, right? So then when you said that and the, and the meditation, and then I also read a book that was very, very similar to the, to the lines of what you were saying that just had me drawn to you. And then we did our 15 minute conversation, that consultation that was more than 15 minutes and then <laughs> leave it at that. And um, we, and then that was it. Like I knew that you were the person that, that I, was going to choose to help me 
to help me through it. And, and you did. And I, I hold those sessions so close to my heart. So that's wow. like one of the biggest reasons I wanted you in the show is to, you know, share this view that you have mm-hmm. that I think is understated and um, not out there enough. So I hope that that people can um, listen. And if this is something that they're doing, that you continue to inspire and motivate them. And if it's not like I was in the beginning, that you can get them into it and and looking into that side of things. So that was a long intro. Uh I'm sorry. Um, I I would love for you to start just telling people about your journey and how you got to to where you are today and helping all these these folks getting into their their dream sort of state, if you will. Oh, of course. First of all, Bianca, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Just having it mirrored back to me, is it's so really nice you know no matter how long you've been doing this like for me it's been about 15 a little over 15 years now and it I never um I never get tired of hearing the words that impacted others that I say because I never know what's going to land where True. <laughs> and, and it's I mean it is um that's actually the way it's supposed to be because everyone resonates at different words and different levels. And so if there's one nugget that I can leave with your audience today, I'd be very happy as, you know, I chalk it up as a success. So I hope that I can leave someone with a a good, um, (laughs) a good feeling. But um, how I came to the work was literally a divine assignment. I will say Um, I am right out of the gate. I'll just say this. I am child free by choice. And I have no regrets about that. I have no guilt about that. But I, at first, when I was starting out, I thought, what are you doing, God? What do you want me to do? <laughs> because what was happening was I was very clear in the beginning. I was very clear that I didn't care what I did for a day job. I did not care what I did as long as I knew in my heart of hearts that I was serving the highest good for humanity, the highest good for humanity, whatever that was. And I made that commitment. And I learned something back then about what it was to commit to something. And even though I knew in my heart that I wasn't, which by the way, was very open to the change of heart. But at that time, I felt like I was meant to serve something more than just one child, one or two children. I felt like I was here to serve many children and many beings. I didn't plan on becoming a school teacher, but (laughs) you know, I felt like I was pulled toward children and I was very confused by that calling too because I thought okay I'm not going to have children I'm not going to be a school teacher what's going on (laughs) and I ended up um, I ended up in a conversation random I call it a golden god wink (laughs) I call them god winks now Uh, these breadcrumbs that lead us when we decide something and we pay attention the universe completely lays out a path before us if we're present to it. And if we follow it, it can be a really amazing unfolding of a journey. And I was listening. I was ready and I was listening and I was paying attention to every little thing that was around me, asking for signs, asking for guidance and paying attention to what it felt like when I followed that guidance, because there's always this impact of, resolve of, um, of recognition or of a, a, a inner peace about it all, like an affirmation from the universe, so to speak. And so that led me to a woman who was a doula. And she was saying how um, she, first of all, she educated me on what a doula was. I didn't know what a doula was. It's someone who takes care of the mother and the baby at birth. And, you know, around that time, it's kind of a surrogate family member. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, she told me about IVF and I had no idea about IVF either. And so IVF is actually what pulled me onto this path because oh, wow. she was saying, yeah, she was saying how, um, she was worried about the moms. She lately, she's been working a lot with IVF babies 
And she was worried very much about the moms because they were very stressed out and they didn't have a way of being that was helping the child at all. And so the child was crying a lot. And so I thought, wow, you know, peace and joy does not an, a mother make, you know, it doesn't just because you have a child doesn't mean that happiness and peace are going to follow. And so a way of, it just kind of came in like a complete download that like a literally a lightning bolt that said, something's got to change here. And it's this, this feeling of, first of all, they're doing, they're doing the operation, uh, the, the whole ordeal of IVF is external outside of the body of the mother. And what is the environment of that sperm and egg? What is the environment? It's technology. It's, it's, there's probably some humming of sound, but what kind of sound and is it intentional? No, it's not intentional. And sound and light are the very fundamental building blocks of life itself. When we go back to the creator, in the beginning was the word and the word was <laughs> with God. And, and it was like this, this idea that God said, let there be light, but he said it, it was sound. It was sound and light that were at the very, very, very beginning and masters of spiritual and scientific quantum teachings mm -hmm. will tell you that the, the, you know, the very, core essence of of spirituality and science are light sound particles waves it's like what are we doing when we are walking around feeling like we're walking around with you know our our heads guiding this whole process through ivf our heads stressed out mindset and completely lost and crazy we're, we're it's like a crazy making journey in and of itself and i know you know this and so we'll talk about this a little more i'm sure but i was concerned and and i'm an outsider and i'm looking at this going there's something wrong with this picture like let's create a space where moms can intentionally carve out sacred space for the child because the child is going to be housed in that body for the next nine months and it doesn't surprise me that the success so-called success rates of IVF are 30 percent or less yeah and so what does that tell you I mean they haven't figured it out yet and yeah. they're trying to manipulate it to figure it out and I'm saying don't manipulate it align with what is already found in nature. No, we have four aspects of ourself that everyone can agree on. There is no argument. We have a body, we have a mind, we have emotions, and we have a soul. And if you argue with that, then there's something really wrong with you. <laughs> but four aspects. Okay, yes. the doctors are really only trained and rightfully so, you know, can't fault them for this. Um, they're only trained to handle one quarter of that, which is the body. Granted, the body is the container for the rest of the 75%. The mind, the emotions, and the soul. The body is the container for that. There is no treatment out there, no advocacy that I know of, other than acupuncture that is held in the clinics. And yes. the, even that is touted. Even that's the people are saying, well, that, that is ineffective. I disagree because if there is an effort made to bring peace and calm to the soul of a mother that is going through IVF, it is helpful. Regardless of whether the science says so or not, it is helpful to the emotional being of that mother. If there is emotional peace going on, that is going to benefit the child. That is the only thing that benefits a child once the child comes. If a calm mother is holding a baby to calm that child down, that will put that will quickly calm that child down. But if a mother that is stressed out and mind like out of her mind, crazy, trying to calm down a child, that doesn't work. Yeah. So do you see, it's like, it's like a snowball effect. And yes. sadly, 
you know, we weren't necessarily, I mean, a lot of us were brought up in origins, family of origins that were not good models for parenting. And so we get to learn how to parent ourselves mm -hmm. in this fertility journey. This is what this time should be used for appropriately so. And yet in the IVF arena, it's crazy making and there's really no no real goal other than to get baby i say yes. make the goal to mother yourself first yeah, mother yourself. that's what i was gonna go into because yeah. it's so if you have those four components and the doctors are taking care of that one quarter and if we learn to just sort of let them do their job, they study for it, let's have them be the yep. experts on that. Yep. And maybe possibly when possible, take a step back. Although we should always advocate for ourselves because it is our bodies that they're dealing with. Yes. Um, and we should definitely have our voice on that. I'm yes. a great ambassador yes. for that, 100%. Yes. Um, but if we then step a little bit away from that and then we are responsible for the next three components yep. right yes, and are. then the first thing that you talk about it's not so much as thinking about being a mother and when you're going to get pregnant and when you have that baby but it's being a mother to yourself and taking care of your inner child so can we go into that a yes. bit more and how you do that work oh absolutely it's a big part of the work um you can obviously do it on your own to just go back in time and, and visit those times where you didn't get your needs met um, and how it felt to acknowledge because I would, I would say a lot of why we have a lot of mental illness and difficulty with emotional maturity and emo I call it emotional fertility, um, why we are stunted is we we were told not to feel or not to have emotions or we weren't we weren't we did, we weren't taught how to appropriately cope with things and so for me I had a, a, a mother who was an alcoholic so I was um, raised with a mom who would check out and I wouldn't you know I'd be five years old and making a can of soup for dinner because she was passed out on the couch that was my parenting so yes it it brought a lot to the fore about me having a child of my own I thought how can I bring a child into this world first of all look at the state of the world <laughs> and then but how can I bring a child into the world when I can't even parent my I can't even raise myself and so that became my priority just out of pure knowingness that that was my child deserved that from me, you know? So I began, I began this work just out of a sheer desire to grow up emotionally myself and be worthy of a child. If a child were to make its way into my world, even though I said, yes, you know, yes, I'm going to be child free, but you never know what God has planned for us. We just don't know. And so I just left myself open. I better thought, I thought I better do the work anyway, just in case. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to heal that mother wound. That was really important to me because that was a huge part of my own um, recovery. You know, I'm, I'm 20 years sober now and it's just, it's really important to me to keep that vessel of mine clean and, and pristine, you know, vegetarian, alcohol-free meditation, you know, it's, it's important for me. It's, it's how I serve others, but for other people, you know, their processes are very different. Everybody's different. And for us to nurture that inner child, it's really the idea of recognizing if there was any trauma in your past to acknowledge it and and appropriately take the steps to deal with it. So we would do that in, in, in our, in our work. Um, the work that I do is very, I would say a, a lot different than therapy, although it feels therapeutic. Um, you would, you would know, <laughs> um, but it's, it's clearing, um, it's clearing a lot from the past while still acknowledging the emotional aspects because emotion felt is actually a release out of the DNA. We're actually releasing cellular memory out of the DNA, which is always a good thing. 
And the more we can so-called, you know, darkness that we can release from our space, I call it heaviness more than darkness because it's not bad or wrong. It's just heavy. And when we can work with that heaviness and bring light in there, light, um, there is a natural alchemy that happens. It transforms and transmutes on its own. So we become the alchemist of our own reality as we know, as we understand to bring, say, for example, love. Love is light. Love brought into fear can actually fill in the places where fear has gotten a hold of us. Fear is just the absence of love. Fear is not an actual thing. It's the absence mm -hmm. of love. Fear is the absence of light. We feel it in our bodies and we experience it as fear, but it's if we can remember to overlay it with love, to seek that direction, there is an alchemy that does happen. We just have to be brave enough to and, and trusting enough to take that leap. And eventually it gets a little easier over time. Yeah, and we that's... bring more and more light in, it becomes easier to cope, right? Yes. We, ch we change our, our literal cellular makeup changes too. And we're going to yeah. be passing that healed part of ourself on to our child once the child comes. Yes, which is so beautiful. And if that's not motivation, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Then yeah. I don't know what is because we always want the best for, for our children, right? Our own yeah. or the ones around us. So yeah. if, yeah. And I find it's just so fascinating how just science and spirituality is just crossing over so much more mm -hmm. and more. So <laughs> the, you know, the cuckoo, all their people are now backed up by the scientists and, mm -hmm. and the, and the scientists are backed up by the cuckoo people. Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just, I love it. I really do. What is the, um, I guess percentage is not the right word, but how do you feel? How often do you feel you get, um, patients, I don't know, patients or clients, how you call them, um, clients, clients mm -hmm. that, um, that feel like they're like somewhat okay, trauma wise. Oh no, I was fine. Like I grew up in a, like night, like for myself, like I'll share maybe a, a story if we, if we get there to exemplify, but yeah. the, you know, I came from a great childhood you know i had siblings that were great there was no um obvious in your face trauma um my parents got divorced at some point but it wasn't traumatic um on the long run it was just a shock like as we were kids obviously you don't want to see that but it was fine and um and we could see that they were much happier apart so that was okay and but then you realize as again, you do the work with you and the visual visualizations and the and the chats and the really like checking in. I remember you you asking right like how do you feel? And it's not like I call them the ESL answer. You know the English as a second language. Mm -hmm. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. And you? I'm okay, thank you. You know, that's the ESL answer. Like, not that, but like, really, like, how are you? And how are you feeling? And checking in, and things just start coming up, and you're like, holy shit! Like, we need to, we need to deal with this, and and things start feeling like you said much lighter before. So, how do you feel? Like, do you see that um, a lot? Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot. And most people are perfectly normal that come through that door. They're just perfectly normal folks. And yeah. what I feel, what I really truly feel right now is that we are in such a unique time on this planet that the souls of the children that are coming through right now are literally requiring their parents to awaken, to really truly awaken to their divine human, who they are, who they truly are as limitless eternal divine souls and there is a recognition um, uh, that I can't explain it but people just they feel the resonance of that and that feeling of resonance there's like it, it's been explained as like your body is filled with stars or you just feel this open expansion this feeling is the information that is your true self expanding in you. 
It's the true self. And I just want to go back to what you were saying about science and spirit. You know, science isn't, is literally the study and the seeking of truth. Yeah. And spirituality is that too, the true spirituality. There's a lot of really kind of strange beings emerging out there right now. And I just say to that, trust your own intuition about where you go to be learning from someone and really question what you are hearing because there's a lot of, I'll say false prophets out there as well right now. And just be very mindful to tune into your intuition because your intuition is your higher self. It is your connection with your spirit and it will never lead you astray. And that is just so important right now, really important. And that is your direct connection with your higher self as you're feeling it in partnership with your body. And that body feeling, that full body yes, or that full body no, pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. I had a, just I had a client um, recently, um, she was talk about crazy train. Okay. So I talk about a few little concepts. Let me just get my language out. Okay. So there's crazy train (laughs) and then there's peace train or, or status quo train. I'll say peace train because that's kind of the therapeutic train where you go to somewhere to feel good, but you're not necessarily growing and you, and then there's, there's magic train. That's the, it's the spark train. It's the one that accelerates your path. It's, it's the fast path. And so we end up when we're going through IVF where we've been struggling for a while, we end up on crazy train, no matter what, you know, yep. we're just there. Very and, much crazy train yeah. at full speed. Yeah. Full speed. yeah. And, and that's a pretty universal feeling when we're going after something that matters to our heart. Right. Yeah. And that's why some people say, gosh, I've been so good at manifesting all kinds of things in my job and career and why can't I do this? And it's, it's because this is a totally different ball game here. You're, you're working at the level of heart centered creations, not just logical mindset and goal setting. And so when we are being challenged in a certain area, it's a great teacher. It's a great teacher. And I'm saying to everyone out there, fertility is your best school. It is a school. It is a journey right now. There is a challenge before you to say, work yourself in a place where you're consciously creating a fertile life in all areas of your life, mind, emotions, spirit, and body. And you, you do your part to parent yourself in all the ways that you've always needed or you always wanted to be. And this process that I'll, I, I don't, I won't mention names, but just to protect the privacy, but yeah. um, her, I'll say this person with the initial C, <laughs> um, she just was struggling for a natural pregnancy. She wanted natural so badly and it wasn't happening. And her husband was getting really, really struggling, just like ready to give up. And he proposed IVF to her. She was resistant and resistant for a long time, just not willing to even go to the doctor. And then all of a sudden she got, she realized that it was more important to keep the peace with her husband and to move forward. And we talked through all of this because I'd been with her for, I think it's a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And, um, she has grown, oh my God, like so much with her, she, that she lost her mother. So there was a lot in there about loss yeah. and how just letting go of, oh, there's so much in there in the mother child, um, dynamic. And for her, it was quite a bit. And so after this, she, we talked it through and we explored the fears around the the true fears under IVF and what was going on for her and why. Cause I, I don't think people really ever ask themselves necessarily. Why are you yeah. afraid? Like, why do you want a baby? <laughs> but yeah. why, why are you afraid? Like, what is this about for you? 
And as soon as we ask that, there's a light of consciousness is being shown on it. We're shining light. We're looking, we're leaning in. We're not running away from it. We're not hiding from it. And as soon as we do that, and we do it with a little bit of love, a little bit of compassion, a little bit of self-gentleness, forgiveness, and we get curious about it. I wonder what this is really about. And she realized that even though she went to the doctor, got all set up with IVF, worked through her fears, was like rolling up her sleeve, going, I can do this. And I was certain she could do this. And I was actually quite certain it would be very successful for her. Um, I can feel, sort of feel into what's going on in that dynamic. And I, it's really amazing. Successful IVF is so relies on the mind-body connection. It just mm -hmm. does. Um, but the journey that she took, she surprised me. She ended up emailing me just a couple of weeks ago and said, I, um, I got to my place of fear of the fear. I got to the core root of it. And I frankly just don't want to do it. Like, I'm not afraid of it anymore. I just don't want to do it. Okay. And I was like, wow, wow. Hmm. And that's the truth. It's like, she's like, I just don't resonate with it. I feel like it's forcing things, blah, 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 blah. You know, we have our stuff come up around it. And that's great that, that we can process, you know, and come around to the other side. She said, it's just not worth it for me. And I need to back away. And I couldn't believe the courage that she had to say no in the face of her husband and in the face of this journey. And so she's at a completely different place. And she said, you know what, Elizabeth, I feel really liberated. Wow. I am at a new place. I feel so liberated. I made the choice because I think what I'm now realizing and see, this is what happens when we go down the path from crazy train puts us in reaction. We can't do any exploration when we're in crazy train because yes. that train is running and it's running in spite of us. But when we get on magic train, we have every bit of the universe completely surrounding and supporting us and guiding us to these new insights about ourselves along the journey. And she realized she didn't want to lose her freedom. She didn't want to lose her sleep. <laughs> she didn't want to lose her uh, connection that she had to be like so like free spirited and they can yeah. pick up and travel whenever they want. They can do this. They can do that. She's a nurse. And so mm. she wants to practice natural um, healing modalities in her allopathic nurse practitionership. So she's studying a new fun, uh, functional medicine kind of path oh, right now. That's lovely. We need more people like that. Totally. But yes. look at what happened to her cycle. Yeah. I mean, her journey took her all the way through like around the globe, right? Of baby exploration to come to the place where she is by choice now deciding to have peace where she's at because she's happiest there. And she's like, this baby stuff, it, it made me, it made me really look at myself. And I'm so glad it did because I grew. And the irony of this is that now would be the time where I would say to her, and I won't because I can't, right? I won't, but I would say, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you got pregnant now. <laughs> yeah. Because she was able to clear out all of her crazy train stuff to choose magic train to choose the journey of joy to choose a journey of peace and to make conscious decisions about what she really wanted That's and she amazing. it's like crazy it's amazing it's really amazing to me yeah. i the hats off to all the women out there who are making these choices you know from a really grounded place where you're yes. just saying to yourself, you know, this is more, more important to me right now is the journey, the journey that it takes me of for self growth, you know, and not just because if you think about a baby, your life will never be your own again. Yeah. You will not be able to have the opportunity that you do now to do the meditations, to do the inner work, to do the, 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 uh, 
practical stuff of deciding what kind of mom you want to be and what you don't want to take on from the patterns of your own childhood and parenting and what what kind of what kind of role you want to play as a parent, you know, who's going to cook the meals, who's going to, you yes. know, what kind of schooling are we going to do? What kind of, what kind of birth do I want to have? I mean, these are wonderful questions to be asking now and to be exploring that with your partner. And I believe that the children coming through right now are coming in with a very specific purpose to heal the world, to take the world to the next level, to accelerate the awakening of the planet, literally. There's a big awakening going on in case you haven't noticed. Yes. No <laughs> kidding. Yes. Yeah. 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 That is interesting. What a great story. It's, um, yeah, it's what we were talking about before, how the desperation can cloud us right so i i yeah. always say i was on desperation mode and um so it's it's the crazy train that you're that you're talking about yeah there's also a lot of um you can you can share your views in that in for women the expectations right that society has on us and when we hit a certain age we always yeah. talk about the clock ticking and um and it's sort of cliche, but it's true in a way because our biology is there for a reason and it happens. But when we hit a certain age and we're like, now I need to have kids. Oh, now it's getting too late to have kids. Oh, what if I don't have kids now? And then you get into that, that loop, right? And then you go on crazy train and you never get off. So there's that pressure on, on women a lot. And then we end up being where you're where you were saying like why why do you want this do you really want this and what are you gonna do what are you willing right mm -hmm. it's like what i said in the very beginning like you said right that i heard you for the first time like if you're not willing to put the time then what are your priorities to have a to have a child in the first place and and taking advantage of this of this time yeah, well, not only that, it trains you to be present for when the child does come. Yeah, it creates that inner connection with yourself. How on earth, Bianca, and this is the question I have for the audience, too. It's like, this is a really important question. How can we see our own children, truly see them the way they need to be seen, if we cannot see ourselves? And this is time this is age old right we we must with all of the distractions that we have going on in the world technology distractions you know movies um shopping all social media a lot of distractions right now yeah. and that to me is a great great opportunity any obstacle out there in the world is an opportunity to decide for yourself what you're gonna do, what you're made of. What are you made of? Are you going to shrink at the sight of a fear or are you going to walk through it? Are you going to decide that there's something on the other side of that fear? There is no reason that we should be stopping in the midst of a fear just because we fear it. We should move through, we lean in and when we do, we, fig we find something that we were made of that we did not know we had in, in us. And this fertility journey is about that. It's a soul growing path. It is. And for and if those- you don't get yeah. there, like you're missing out big you, time. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I advocate. I mean, that's what I'm all about. Mm. You know, that's, I'm not here to get you your baby. I'm here to help <laughs> you grow along the journey so that you realize you're here to birth and mother everything that you are here to call you are here to birth the highest potential of your self in this world whatever that is it doesn't have to be a child yes it doesn't have to be a child and that is where we get really hung up and i'm sorry if if a lot of people have a hard time hearing that i'm not saying not to have a child i'm not saying that at all i'm saying there are so many more things that are waiting for you to birth and we get short-sighted and hung up on a child 
and then all the other doors close because we get baby tunnel vision mm -hmm. and that's where our quality of life goes downhill yes. and i say to that the quality of life that you live is is all about what you should be focused on now because the quality of life a fertile life will be the invitation for this baby to come into a joyful environment yeah. babies want to come through in a joyful loving calm serene happy normal um <laughs> in mm -hmm. in terms of um stable environment yes. and if we are not experiencing that now then that is our work that is our work because we are creating the environment actively and then we get to go within ourselves when we are selfish with our time right now look at pregnant women they are totally selfish with permission they've got that permission slip their belly's growing <laughs> and they can relax and let go a little yes. bit they get priority seats yes all of that <laughs> yes well we got to give ourselves priority seats now because fertility is the new pregnant it's the new pregnant we need to be taking that time now to carve it out take you know the next nine months of our life and say i'm in a i'm in a fertility zone of being pregnant with possibility right now and i'm carving that out consciously what will i need to eliminate and adjust and shift in my life to create a fertile arena that yes pulling the weeds of my garden so that I can make room for what I really want to have growing. And I love that, the, the sorry to interrupt yeah, you, the, no, go the ahead. pregnant with possibility. I forgot yeah. that expression. I love it. It's so true. Yeah. It, yeah it, just it, nurturing yeah. that. Yeah, it, it is. And I want to bring the science of this in because this isn't just good feeling ideas. This is science. This is real mm -hmm. and it works. And for those who have tried it and they know, they know it works. Now for the science of it, the epigenetics. Epigenetics is in my, I did a summit years ago um, where I interviewed Bruce Lipton. And Bruce yes. Lipton is kind of these, the, the go-to for epigenetics. He's amazing. And he, sent me some research um he gave me a cell phone number and said call 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 me because you're wow. on with something here conscious conception is very real and very needed and he sent me this information about how the environment of the cells um are impacted or excuse me they impact the potential of that cell conversely they can also dampen the potential mm. of the cell it's not the cell or seed you know if you think about a, a garden in a, in a seed you can't just have a seed sitting on soil that isn't prepared or intentionally um, planted it won't mm. grow and if we're not watering it and caring for it properly it won't grow into its potential it might halfway grow or you know try to grow but it's not going to be fully uh, matured so we can treat ourselves like that garden and every cell in our body reacts to our environment and our environment is not just physical environment it's our relationships if our relationships are toxic that's our homework yes. so if if our physical environment is toxic at work that's our homework if our physical environment is toxic in terms of uh, where we live and we just don't like where we live and we go home every day to a place that we resent, that's our homework. Mm -hmm. Do you see how quickly when our physical body does not feel safe, the cells in our body will not replicate, they will not duplicate, they will not deem it a favorable environment so they will choose and opt not to reproduce. So we need to feel safe. We need to feel safe and nurtured and whatever it takes. So that mama bear inside mm -hmm. of us, the fierce protector, we must bring that back. And that's what I mean about mothering ourselves. Yes. Bring back that fierce protector motherhood, mothership inside of you. Develop that part of yourself. If it's not developed, work with it. 
and people who feel like they've done everything and have stepped onto that and they've said, I know I've evolved myself, I've worked on myself. Um, there is that too. And to those people, <laughs> my heart goes out to you because there's at that point where you feel really truly that you have done everything, mind, body, emotion, spirit, everything, and still nothing's happening, then that is really hard for people. That is really, really a tough spot. And that is the place of true surrender, true, true surrender with your creator to say, what is going on? What, what wants to be born through me? And I am open. Just show me, throw me a bone, show me. Yes. It's that desperation, you know, that it's a new level though of, of mm -hmm. awakening in there because there is a deep connection that is, I feel there's, there's a point where we come to where there is a grace period. There is a grace that comes at that level, a grace of inner peace and calm and acceptance and surrender where we come to a new level of, 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 oh, how do I say it? It's, it's hard to explain until we're there. Right. So yes. we're, we're just not, it's hard, really hard to explain. We have to experience it for ourselves, And I'm, I'm going to not sugarcoat it because it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. Um, but there is this come to Jesus inside of us that says, okay, now if I have done everything that I can possibly know how to do, I'm going to the source and asking source, the source that can bring me this child. I am asking for, for an upgrade. <laughs> I'm yes. asking for an upgrade on all levels of my being and, and let that be your prayer. You know, just say I'm calling in the upgrade that I need to birth my highest potential through me, whatever that looks like, because that yeah. whatever that looks like can be in the form of a baby, but it can also be in the form of other things too. And there's this other new place where we get to recognize there are past lives involved here. There are karmas to fulfill. There are um, new creations. Maybe something else really needs to be born through you, like a, a, a book or a, 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 a podcast a podcast a piece of <laughs> art something that the world needs and here's yeah. here's another really hard thing to hear but the world doesn't need more babies the world needs more happiness and joy yes. and lightness the world needs more conscious beings so guess what what is the one thing that wakes people up faster than anything else. Struggle. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, struggle Pain and struggle. Pain. Yeah, and I'm I hate that. I mean, it doesn't really have to be like that, but that for for the majority, for most people, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a motivator. It is a motivator, and that's why I say our our struggle is actually our doorway to mm -hmm. a higher level of ourselves a higher level of creation through ourselves yeah the higher it definitely we was for yeah. me yeah good to hear i'm glad yeah. to hear that I'll, i want to stop talking so i can hear you now because yeah. i've been talking a lot oh Sorry. that was no not at all that was so good it's um i was just gonna say to that that it's like i found myself in that space that you said you know that's hard to explain and i have and I had done everything that I could. And it was still, I, I was in denial after my first IVF failed, all the rounds failed. And I wanted to go into a next one right away. My husband said, no, we need to take a break. And it was very wise of him. So I'm glad yeah. that I, that, you know, we went down that mm -hmm. road and then I went natural and all of that stuff. And um, it's a long story, but the, I went so much into that, 
that I was in denial that I would ever need help if I really wanted, right? Like if I still really want a child and I don't have one, like, I'm like, I'm not going that route again. It was too hard. It's not for me. I said the same things that you were talking about your, um, your other client and just that almost like an anger towards it. Right. You know, like, I don't want that stuff in my body. That's not good. And I almost felt like morally superior for being on the natural path, you know, yeah. and, and that is going to happen, whatever, whatever. It didn't clearly. Um, but I got into that space where like, okay, this is, this is still what I want. It, I do want kids. And if it's not happening, then we, de- we do need to go back to treatment. And um, I'll share a story that was really cool. At the same time that I was deciding to, to go back to treatment, a friend, a dear friend of mine, my, my, uh, one of my best friends here um, had um, cancer. So she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she had to go full out chemo and all of that. And she is the most natural person that I know, like in terms of no medication, she doesn't take a Tylenol, doesn't drink all of that. Yeah. She's like full on, has been for years. She was, you know, like really fighting it in her mind. And she again got, she's in full out meditation, all of that stuff. And she said that she decided to see the chemo treatment as a healing, like a a liquid that is literally going into her body and just healing her instead of the poison that she had in her mind before, right? Mm -hmm. So I um, then went into treatment Right. Um, after that, or like really simultaneously, it's so um, funny how that happened. It's funny, you know, the coincidence, that's not a coincidence, mm-hmm. how we shared that journey together. And she, and then I started applying that to the medication because yes. that's how I saw the medication as mm-hmm. poison going into my body. And then I would, um, which I think I, I give you credit for that, for, you know, all the visualizations that you, that you did with me. And it's just so amazing. And you take us to this like magical place with your vision. Sometimes there's painful, they're painful, they're magical, but painful sometimes, <laughs> but they, but it works. And I just like, every time I got the injection, my husband did it. I would just sit there and meditate and visualize this like golden glitter going into my ovaries and just feeding the follicles for like healthy, just blessed eggs, happy, you know, Mm -hmm. no suffering. What am I doing to myself? I can't Mm -hmm. believe I have to do this to make a child Mm -hmm. like that. Cause those were all my thoughts in the beginning when I did it the first time about four years ago. So it was, it's sort of what you're saying, right? It's just putting oh, yeah. yourself in that situation. Yeah. How did how did that affect your experience, Bianca? Oh, like a hundred percent. Like yeah. there's not even, you know, I'll probably yeah. do an episode just talking about that alone. And it's just night and day. Yeah. You know, I was crying. There's the issue of um you know, if people follow me, they know because I share that I, ha- that I had a needle phobia. So uh-huh. that didn't help. And I worked on that. So that is not a good thing to have when you're going through IVF. No. Because it's like <laughs> needles, like, yeah. So I worked on that, which was good. So that was helpful. But I, I think that part of like the visualization and the being in such a different space, like a different train, like you were talking about. Oh my gosh. I love, love hearing this because I, I, I will go back to our, our last story of um, client with the initial C. Um, we, and there, I have a different client too. I'll call her A. <laughs> um, so there is a complete journey that you can take on IVF. I, I have a protocol now called, I call it life, L-I-V-A-F. L-I-V-F is, is basically the spirit side of, of, of the process. And 
from everything to creating um, an altar for your needles and creating a sacred baby altar where you put all the sacred things on it, like a candle, lighting it for spirit and for light and life and a plant or some living flowers, something to, to represent life um, growing yeah. and blooming. And then a favorite crystal or a crystal grid you can lay out or some rocks from your sacred garden outside, some an elements, right? So you have a little element of a bowl of water and uh, or a, a water feature. And so you've got earth, air, um, the, the earth, excuse me, air. Fire. Ah, fire is the candle. Yeah, it is the candle. It's also air too. Mm, yeah. It's what the acupuncture Eastern medicine doctors teach all day long too. And it's getting in touch with that with the needles and allowing what you say when you visualize that there is a section, we'll talk maybe about the book, but there's a section on making IVF sacred and it's all about blessing the needles and making peace with them and yes. seeing them as medicine in your body because for us to feel any resistance at all becomes an energetic barrier to letting it in, to receiving it and to receiving the help that it can bring us because IVF is a medical miracle. Mm -hmm. But if, if we have any resistance to it at all, it's good to check in and just see where those resistances are and how we can make peace with them because yes. it's a huge thing. And it's a wonderful thing actually, because we can really partner up with our IVF journey after that. And then we can of course have a meditation where we talk to the baby and we yes. call in the child and we envision that space opening inside of us. And we invite the spirit of the child into our womb and then we, you know, the altar that's set up at home, that becomes our energetic kind of focal point of, um, it's, it's a space where earth meets heaven yes. or earth meets spirit. spirit. And yeah. really what we're doing is calling in a spirit to be wrapped in its mm -hmm. human form, right? And so we, we do whatever we can to, um, create ritual and ritual is is a way to make it real for ourselves oh I so. love that I love that you include that as well because it does feel sometimes when um, when you do choose that path that you are um, sort of denying you know or that you failed on the growth of your spirituality because you couldn't conceive naturally and it's it's not true no it's not um, true it's yeah. not true and, at all and even if it doesn't happen with IVF <laughs> it also doesn't mean that you know you didn't do everything that that you could if you were really just working on the things that you that you had to work let some finish with you telling us a bit about the book okay well yes. um i didn't follow up with the I'm sorry. I need to just confirm with, with client C. She did all those things, I will say. And she, that's why I say, I, I really believe with her, her journey was unique because she came around to the other reality where she said, you know, Elizabeth, I think that the reason that honestly, I can say this now. And I, I mean, I'm, I was very happy to hear her say this because she came to it on her complete own self she said i really don't think i was ever really committed to ivf mm. and i don't think it would if i'm not fully committed how can i expect it to work and she said and, and further that beyond that i don't think i really had both feet in to getting pregnant in the first place because part of me didn't want to be pregnant part of me didn't want to have a child because i didn't want to lose my freedom and I just am realizing that now that it makes sense that I needed to go through all of this. And I just think, I mean, honestly, this is where I'm saying, like, we don't know what our journey is going to bring and what kind of yeah. insights. But I will say that that's one thing to cut out corners if you want to save some time. <laughs> just check yeah. in with yourself how committed you are. Um, because 
there might be some hidden fears. I know for me, I was afraid of birth. Like I just did not want to like, and I, mm. and I did some meditations, got really deep into the origin. I, I say to my, in my meditation, take me to the, the origin, take me to the, the source of this issue. Mm-hmm. And the source of that issue for my birth was actually another lifetime where I gave birth and I died in birth, oh. childbirth. And so, of course, I'm going to carry some kind of hidden Fear. thing around that. Yeah. And so client A, she is moving through very successfully with IVF. She's got her altar set up. She's seeing her meditations daily with mm-hmm. her healing journey with the shots going in as liquid light and she's literally in bliss doing this process and you never hear of that like oh my god I'm so happy I'm so excited I'm I'm just like thrilled to be doing this and that attitude is huge in the process of IVF so I just wanted to put that in there okay so that's amazing yeah (laughs) (laughs) the book is a long talk about a long birth canal oh my goodness (laughs) <laughs> I have had this thing ready to launch, but there are some pieces I, I'm still adding. So it's coming, I'm committing to Christmas and uh, Christmas 2020. So people should have it around that time. And um, it's called The Sacred Life of Fertility. And it's about conscious conception tools to mother the light within you and nice. to bring out your, your very best version of yourself first so that you can create the space for a child and um it's a creating a journey it's about really stepping onto the path of creating a conscious intentional joyful journey to baby yes oh i can't wait i can't wait yes i know me too it will be it will be i can imagine (laughs) it will be a great um christmas read yes we're for sitting under a cozy a cozy blanket here in Canada <laughs> when it's really cold oh. and uh, and then maybe we can um we can have you again for another chat after oh, the book love is it. out. Oh, that would be Amazing. great. Yes. I love it, Bianca. Thank you. So, Elizabeth, to wrap it up, um if you don't mind sharing how people can um find you online and otherwise. Yes. Okay, so Facebook has a private group called Sacred Fertility, Mindfulness, Meditation, and Miracles. And on, on the website world, it's Elizabeth with an S, elizabethmanning.com. Or if you remember it a different way, I also have a website called shelovesthelight.com. And that points you toward elizabethmanning.com. So either way, or you could just Google conscious conception and my name and it'll come up. But yeah, there's that. And then I will, um, I'd like to offer your audience. I've been really thinking about this for new people coming in. It's really hard for people to commit for a period of time, you know, without knowing what they're getting into. So I want to offer an introductory session at a, at a rate that is affordable for people where they'll get like, kind of like a roadmap. I mean, they can pretty much get set up and we'll call it a spark session where they can get connected with their baby's spirit and bring in kind of, we'll call it a womb of light, right? They can spiritually open up their, their energetic spiritual center with fertility. And I want to offer an hour because we're going to need that much time, you know, yes. sometimes we need more, right? <laughs> um, but I want to offer that. And so it's um, usually I don't do one one-off sessions, but I want to do this for people right now because I think it's important, and I think it would be a great offering for for this conversation, especially for people trying on the IVF. So, um, if you're interested, you can just email me consciousconceptionmail at gmail.com and just call it a spark session, and we'll go from there. We'll set it up. Lovely. Yeah, I'll put all of that on the notes so people can have that too. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. Happy to offer and happy to be there. And thank you for putting this work out. It's much needed. Thank you, Bianca. Oh, I love that conversation so, so much. Elizabeth has the 
ability to leave us with these like golden nuggets that are so special and i hope you enjoyed the conversation as well leave us comments so we know what you thought and um, don't forget to take advantage of her offer um, send her an email the details are on the notes for the episode and you can email her with the subject spark session or my fertility journey podcast so she knows what it's about and yeah and go from there it's she has a very special way to bring something special out of you so i promise you won't you won't regret it and i will see you guys next week and i will leave you with lots of love and a big tight hug love you all This podcast wouldn't be up and running if it wasn't for the help of a few very special people. You can find my special thanks to them all at myfertilityjourney.ca. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram on at myfertilityjourney.ca. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a review to support the show, and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Love you all and I'll see you soon.